Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of the It's Told by Reese podcast. I'm your host, Reese, and you are my audience. Audience, great big unknown. And if you know both of those songs that I used at the beginning of the intro, if you know those songs, I got news for you. We're best friends. Well, actually, we're not. I lied. Because if you've been listening to this podcast, you would already know we're best friends already. Thank you so much for listening to this incredible episode. I call it incredible, but I don't know. It might be ordinary. It might not be ordinary. Who knows? But it's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun because right now I've got a little bit of energy. Got a little bit of that motivation in me. And you know, motivated podcast. Who knows where motivated podcast is going to go. But we've got a good good episode, I think. I believe we. <sighs> By we, I mean I. And I mean my I my sponsors. Let me let me uh, shout my sponsors out real quick. Let's look. Oh oh wait, no sponsors. All right, then what are we talking for? Let's just start the show. See, I told you that it wasn't going to be so long from my last episode that I was going to give you a new episode, New Year, New Me, as we said, at least for now until I decide. Not New Year, not New Me, and you get the episodes that I give you. Just kidding. Just kidding. So here's the thing about my podcast. As you know, sometimes I have somewhat short episodes. Sometimes I have somewhat long episodes. And how do I figure that out? Well, it's just kind of flow of the episode. Uh, I actually, with the exception of a couple, I never plan for it to be that long. I always plan for it to be a shorter episode because I know people got things to do. Plus, if I shorten my episodes, I can then talk about more than one topic in different episodes. I can blah, 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 etc. But I never really think too far into it because once this thing starts recording, I just when it comes to my mind, I spit out and regurgitate and blah, blah, blah. So left a lot of ideas on the cutting room floor, um, and it hasn't. But I'm always trying to be mindful of am I going too long on this topic? Am I going too in-depth on this topic? Am I talking too much about this? Am I going off on too much of a tangent? Because in my mind, I never want the topic to rattle on for too long. I never wanted to overstay its welcome. And that is exactly what we're going to talk about maybe for this episode, but definitely for the first part of this episode. Now, I have many different types of friends. Many different types of friends, many different types of associates, many different types of people that I know from all walks of life, right? And it's a joy, it's a pleasure getting together with most of these friends. Some friends can just have these just grand, interesting, ingenious conversations that you can engross yourself with and you can talk hours and hours and hours and not realize it. Some friends you can just be around. And you don't have to say much, but just being in each other's company is great enough. You don't have to talk and prattle on and try to make things. The the dead silence is not dead at all. It's a very lively science because you're just together in each other's presence. And that's enough. That's good enough. And then you have some friends that's like, oh, God, the moment, <laughs> the very moment they start saying anything, you're like, please, please end it. Please end this conversation. I don't know how I can't talk to you. And I always wonder why. Is it 
something about tone of their voice? Is it about what they're talking about? Who knows? But invariably, let's talk about a party. <sighs> let's talk about the party. You're at a party. You show up fashionably late. You don't show up early because, you know, the only if you show up early, you set up. You help with the setup. So you show up early. Everyone's already there. Some nice people. You meet some people. Let's say you're, 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 you got your A ball. You got your A game. You're throwing your, your 95 per mile per hour heat. You're, it's the best version of yourself at this party. So you're engaging people. You're engrossing people. You're talking. Or let's say you're not doing any of that stuff. Let's say you're that wallflower. You know a couple of people there, but you're not exactly as good at socializing as the others. Or maybe you are. Just today isn't that day. Maybe you're waiting for someone to strike a conversation, etc. Whatever. What happens at the party, honestly, is inconsequential to what I'm talking about right here. You have a good time. You have a bad time. Eventually, the party itself, the party that you attended, it has to be over. The party ends eventually. And what happens once that party ends? What do you do? Well, let's talk about that. Well, it's all going to depend. It depends on what kind of friend you are. Depends on the kind of friend they are. Depends on the kind of party it was. And depends on what happened during the party. If you met somebody, you really hit it off. Maybe you already left the party. If uh, something happened and you got into it with someone or... There's some bad vibes. Maybe you also left the party. Maybe you offered to stay around and be part of the cleanup crew. Or maybe, just maybe, you decided you're 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 close enough, you're good enough friends, you had a few too many to drink, you don't want to drink and drive, because don't drink and drive. And you decide, you know what? Let me crash here. Let me just sleep sleep a couple hours. Let me just sleep it off for a couple of hours and then go home. But I say for all the types of people that you meet at a party or whatever you're doing at that party, there comes a time when you know it's your time to exit the party. There comes a time when it's your time to exit the party. Now, sometimes you can do the Irish goodbye. You can leave before anyone else leaves. Not tell anybody and just get on out of there. Other times you got to make a grand show. Oh, I love it. I see you later. I'm out. Bye. <sighs> or you just, you know, regularly leave. Or the host and you can't leave, but everybody else has to. But invariably, at some point, you're going to know when it's your time to leave the party. Why? Because there will be signs. There will be signs. There will be signs to leave the party. What are those signs? Well, the sign is when the alcohol runs out. Duh. Well, one easy sign is when they turn lights on. Especially uh, if you're in places other than a party, such as a bar or a club. Because you don't want to be there most of the times when the lights come on. I know people brag about shutting the club down, but once you turn those lights on and you see what you've been dancing with, talking to, etc., you probably want those lights to go back on. like Or to lights come back off, actually. Like, turn them off, turn them off. Because <laughs> when you turn lights off, it... Three, four in the morning, you stare at yourself and others. You're like, yo, what, what are we doing? We're animals. We got to just, this, this is shameful. Let's, 
rinse the beer out of our beards, alcohol, and just, we got it. Come on. No. Mm-mm. Bad choices. Some people love partying until the sun comes up. But either way, there's always signs. Like I said, like the alcohol being out. Like lights being turned on, like the host saying, hey, so what are you what are you guys planning on doing? If you're still trying to party while people are picking up the stuff, they're breaking down the setup, they're cleaning up, then you've been there too long. You overstayed your welcome. Now, some people are nice enough not to tell you that, but hint. For example, right, I have friends and... They were, this is a couple, and, you know, first there were a couple who were dating, and there were a couple who were engaged, then there were a couple who were married, and then there were a couple who had children. So, I'm going to tell you how things went. When they were dating, oh, we, we all of us, the, the crew, the, the, the team would spend the night. When they were engaged... Um, some people would go. Some people would go. They wouldn't try to overstay their welcome. Yeah. Like, eh, some people would spend the night if they got to whatever, but for the most part, we would just hang out late and then leave. So they could have their privacy. When they got married, we'd stay into the night, but would definitely leave unless there was somebody coming out of town. And then, you know... They would be put up in a guest room or whatever, or stay with someone else. And then we started kids. They we saw them in the daytime, <laughs> but by a certain time, by the kids' bedtime, it was time for us to go. <laughs> that was a couple, and you didn't want to be the person still lingering, still hanging out. It's weird being the person still lingering, still hanging out. I've been that a couple of times, not on purpose, but because. I can relax easily, and it's hard to get moving. Once once you get really relaxed, it's hard to get moving again. It's hard to get up and moving. <sighs> but here's the thing. Don't be oblivious to the signs. Because, again, you don't want to be the person that they have to tell, hey, you got to go. Once things are getting broken down that is your signal hey i should probably leave i should probably get out of here when the dj's playing that last song that song that says get out of here when the bartender says last call guess what if you haven't picked up anybody by now it's not going to happen just go home just go home nothing good can come happen nothing good can happen when you're desperate nothing good Nothing good ever happens. So if you weren't able to pick them up those few hours you've been been trying to pick girls up, or more likely you've been drinking and looking and hoping and wishing and hoping someone lock eyes with you, those girls that are dancing in that death circle, no guys only, or even for those girls you, you say, hey, you know what? I might want a guy to take me home. Usually... If you're taking somebody home or they want to be taken home, it's 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 earlier. It doesn't happen at very last call. You know what happens at very last call? Mistakes. Mistakes are made. Honestly, if you go home with them by that time, 
Look at your priorities. Look at your priorities. You don't want to be that story he or she tells about that really bad hookup that they wouldn't have done unless they were so out of their mind. <laughs> you don't want to be that. Trust me. Well, I don't I don't know. I've never been that. I've never been the bad hookup. <laughs> Cuz again, and this is actually true. If it ain't, if it didn't happen for me by a certain time, I'm not going to force it. Because it just <laughs> I remember going out and looking for the fun back then. And when the fun did not happen the way I wanted it to happen, that would be such a frustrating night. Mm-mm. So I don't chase that fun. If the fun ended up happening, great. I wasn't even looking for it. But if it didn't happen and I chased it, I would be really upset. And I didn't like that feeling. Mm-mm. Didn't like that feeling at all. So go ahead and stop chasing that. For me... I had whatever good times there were to be had. And personally, I like beating the traffic home. <laughs> because there's way more drunk a-holes on the road after the bar closed than right before. <laughs> there are. Even though there's drunk a-holes throughout the night. And I've seen somebody, especially when they get started early. But for me, the signs you leave a party, signs you leave a bar... As soon as it's time to leave a get-together, they're always pretty prevalent if you're paying attention. You're paying attention. There's always a natural wind-down to things because there's a ramp-up. So, let me tell you why I know it's time to leave my job. Because the party's over. The party's over. Here's what I can tell you, right? I work in mortgages. I can tell you that much. And with mortgages, yeah, I know. Ooh, very exciting. With mortgages, usually with mortgage cycles, things are, with housing, things are going pretty well, or they're not. Lately, there's been a lot of ebbs and flows to it. But with mortgages, when rates are low, people refinance. When rates are high, people stop that. They've been low. They've been really low. They're about to get high. What mortgage companies like to do in these instances, they like to overhire when things are good. And they like to correct, course correct, when things are not flowing. When things are good, the money's flowing all over the place for the mortgage industry. Flowing. Everyone's getting paid for promises down the road. But at some point, <laughs> what goes down, in this case the interest rate, must go up and at some point it will and when it goes up there's going to be a lot less people applying for refinances number one there's only the pie is only so big the pie is only so big and there's only so much of a slice we get of it it's a very finite number it's a very finite piece of the pie we have so eventually this thing was going to dry up anyway it's drying up sooner than later, and that is why I know it's time for me to go. There are things that have been happening at my job that I'm like, hmm, this is a sign. When I first got on, overtime was abundant. There was as much overtime as you could handle. They would give you nothing but overtime. And then they cut back on the overtime, they cut down on the overtime, and then eventually they just cut the overtime out. 
bonuses. Bonuses as far as the eye could see. The harshy blows. And easy to get to. They said, well, we're going to change the dollar amount of the bonuses. So hitting the same goal, you get paid a lot less in bonuses. And they said, you know what? Eventually, not only are we going to change the dollar amount, we're actually going to change the threshold. You have to achieve this much more in order to get this bonus, which is much less than it previously was. And they said, we're going to add another component. You have to be doing this much work, do this much more, and get paid this much less at this rate to get this pittance. Essentially, killing off the bonus. Killing off the bonus because nobody is going to hit the benchmark that's set forth. Oh, wait. The benchmark. That's right. They set a benchmark to say, you have to complete this many widgets. And it per hour, every hour, for X, Y, and Z. Problem is, there's not enough widgets to go around for everybody. There's not enough widgets to go around for everybody. So there are people who no one has enough widgets. No one has enough widgets. So you know what they did? They take widgets from one person and give it to the other to make sure at least... The person that they give it to meets the widget quota. But what about the person they took it from? What happens to them? Yep, that's right. They don't meet the quota. If you don't meet the quota, you keep not meeting the quota through whoever's fault. Why are we keeping you around? Here's the truth of the matter. There's not enough work at this company to sustain the amount of employees it has. Period. Period. And when that happens, what happens? We all know. When there's too many employees and not enough work, you can either increase the work or reduce the number of employees. Decrease the number of employees. They can't increase the work. There's no more work to be increased. In fact, it's going to decrease. So what are they going to do? You guessed it. Decrease the number of employees. Here's the problem with my department. Most people have their heads in the sand about this. I'm trying to warn them. Why? Because these people have families. These people have, I mean, kids, but other responsibilities. Right now, I'm kidless. But also, I see it. So now, I know for me, it's my time to go. Why? Because I was one of the last people in. I was the last people in. So... I'd rather leave the party early because here's the thing. Maybe they lay us off. Maybe they lay us off and give us unemployment, right? But maybe, just maybe, they fire us instead because you're not meeting the quota. I know what you're saying. Hey, if there's not enough work, how can you meet the quota? Well, that's why they're giving certain people files, widgets. That's why they give them certain people these widgets. So they can meet quota. Right now, I'd say we have to do, everyone would have to do triple the work. There would have to be triple the work available for anybody to meet the quota. So that means technically, they can reduce this department by two-thirds. If they can reduce this department by two-thirds, I know they can do that across the board. 
are they really looking to lay that many people off? Or are they looking to fire people for reasonable cause? And have people fight it out in unemployment. I worked for a place before that fought just about every unemployment case and won just about every unemployment case. It's really difficult. It was a, it was, and I was like, man, they are ruthless. I don't know this place. I don't know this place well enough to say what they would do. But whether they're firing or laying people off, the fact of the matter is they're looking to get rid of people. And hey, guess what? I don't mind being one of those people. Why? Because I don't love this job. But I do mind being one of those people while I don't have something else to go to. I've been laid off before. I've been laid off before when I didn't see it coming. And there were no signs with that one. There were no signs. It was, hey, we're doing great. And then the next day, hey, we're going to lay some people off. And they didn't tell me until it was time to cut my neck off with the axe. And I'm like, well, okay. Uh, wow. But it helped me. It helped me, helped me for this time. Because I feel I feel it coming. It's like when you feel it, know a storm's coming, even though you haven't watched the news. You see the clouds on the horizon. And be like, well, the weather didn't predict a thunderstorm. But she's like, no, I see the clouds. I see how the animals are acting. I see all the signs. Something's about to happen. And that's exactly what it is with this job. They're cutting hours back. They're taking away bonuses. They're putting in quotas that people possibly can't meet. Maybe this is all just to save money. But you know, a more effective, the most effective way of saving money is to cut salaries. So for me, hmm, all right. Before the lights turn on and I actually see what I'm dancing with, I this company, this company looks so good with the lights out. This company, oh, it was so attractive. Hey, flexible hours, overtime, good benefits that actually aren't good, but their benefits just, oh, so many things attractive about this person. They look, they look good. They look good. Mm. I might take them home with me. And then lights come on. It's like, woof. Well, <sighs> I should have higher standards for myself. But that's just it. I should have higher standards for myself. You want to know why I don't blame this company for whatever's going to happen to me in the future? Because I shouldn't be here in the first place. I shouldn't. I don't like mortgages. I don't like them at all. I don't like housing. I don't like being part of that. It's, it's interesting enough, but I don't want to do that work. You know the kind of work I want to do. I want to be a creative so I'm forcing myself to work in something. I don't even want to work in the first place. Serves me right. Serves me right. But hopefully this is just really the kick in the pants that I need so I can get on out of here. Hopefully. We will see. We're going to chronicle it here. To put a bow in this, to bring it to an end, you'd rather be the person who leaves the party a little too early they overstays their welcome and leave it too late. Speaking of late to the party, if you're a sponsor, don't be late to the As Told by Reese party and start sponsoring me so I can do this and get out of my nightmare job. But it's not really a nightmare job. Just a, mm, mm, It's turning into a nightmare job. I don't, I don't trust it. Because now everybody's on edge. But we left that in the past. 
<laughs> Speaking of late to the party, there's still so many things I have yet to watch. And it's weird, because I don't watch much TV. That's not a flex, that's not a brag. I want to. I want to, but I just don't. And when I end up watching TV, when I do end up watching TV, I've watched things that I've already watched repeatedly. And I'm like, why? And I realize why. It's because... I can focus on other things. So I either watch some sort of sport that I'm not paying attention to, or like something funny or interesting, but that I've seen before, so like I know the scene so I don't have to focus on it. When I do sit down to focus on something like a TV show or a movie, I'm loving it. But also, I get a little impatient, so I kind of fast forward once I get the gist of it, move around, hop, like okay, I get it, I get it, I get it, let's, let's get to the story. But the things I've already watched and I've already seen, I can just let it play. And it is that it's a beautiful background of like me still absorbing it. Ha, that was funny or that was interesting. I remember that with me doing whatever it is I'm doing. And I'm like, why is why does my brain work like that? Why is my brain doing that? You couldn't get me to sit down and watch a new series today. And I know that's crazy because there's some great freaking series on TV right now, but I just can't, I don't have the wherewithal, I'd say there's an audiobook that I just keep listening to, and listening to, and listening to, because I just, it's like, I know it so well now, I don't know why I would listen to anything else, it's so interesting to me, even though I know, at some point, I gotta move on to new stuff, but I'm getting stuck in the stuff that I've already found a groove to, like I've already hit a sweet spot to, already found a rhythm with, and to me, that's just so weird and unlike what I used to be. It used to be like, yo, absorb everything. Now it's like, absorb things you've already absorbed, relatively speaking. It's just weird. <laughs> it's a weird thing for my brain. Speaking of weird things for my brain, insane in the membrane, brain farts, I decided, yeah, I am going to actually chronicle my creative journey here Here's how I'm going to chronicle it. Instead of telling you every single podcast what I'm doing, how I'm achieving it, etc. When there's a milestone that has been hit, that is what I'll tell you when I'm going to do it. That is what I'll tell you when I'm going to do it. Or that I've done it. Period. Or that I'm about to do it. Like, hey, alright, guess what? I sent my manuscript into 100 different publishers and got 100 rejection letters. I made a video about my, the number of rejection letters I got before. I got quite a number of them, but not nearly enough to be satisfied with. Not nearly enough. Like, I didn't get 100 rejection letters because I didn't submit to 100 places. And I'm like, hmm, I hear it's a numbers game. And I've been told it's a numbers game. Even though I'm pretty sure I'm going to go the self-publishing route. I've decided to go the self-publishing route because... If I don't believe in me, who will? I mean, you, obviously. You listening. And apparently, there's a few of y'all that listen. I saw my numbers of last year, and I had thousands of listeners. Now, most of that was me. I listened to myself 5,000 times. But no, seriously, I had plenty of plays. Now, a lot of those could be bots. A lot of those could be bots, and that would make me a little sad. But... I mean, 
I really thought just like 10 of my friends listened to this at some point. Or it's just some random strangers that are like, hey, this is something to do. Why not? But the fact that this thing has at least thousands of listeners, wouldn't it be crazy if someday this has more than thousands of listeners? I look back and say, remember when I was doing this in the corner of the basement? Of my mom's basement, just kidding. I do live on my own because I'm old. I'm a grown, grown man, so I have my own place. That I do share with my significant other, so we have a place together. Um, but I hope, and more importantly, that I have a place in your ears. Yep, because you're listening to me. And since you're listening to me, might as well go ahead and rate me on all of the platforms, because I'm at all all the platforms. All the platforms. I'm everywhere. So go ahead and rate me. Send me an email. Send me a topic that you want to talk about. Or want to listen to me talk about. My limited knowledge. And I can say, oh yeah, I know a lot about this topic. Yeah, that's what I would say. That's what I would do. But, I can't do it unless you write in. Or leave a rating. Yeah, I had to think about what I was going to say just now. But I don't have to think about what I'm going to say anymore because we've reached the end of the show. Told you it'd be interesting. We got there eventually, didn't we? Speaking of getting there, like I say, it's time to bring this thing in for a landing. Thank you so much for listening to this Told by Reese podcast. As always, I am your host, Reese, and I really appreciate you visiting my corner of the universe. But, looking at the time, it's time for you to catch that last shuttle out of here. Um, but don't worry, don't worry. Shuttles run every so often. Every so often. Maybe one day they'll run more often than not. Who knows? You never know. It'll be exciting. It's exciting to not know. But what we do know is that this episode is over. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye now.